I go back to this concept of holism, right? Like it's not just one strategy or two strategies that you're doing to attract investors. It's everything. It's kind of a part of all the things you're doing. And you're always thinking along those lines is how can we serve these people, whether they're currently investing or not, how can we serve them? Thank you for joining us again today. I hope that you will subscribe to the show, hit the like button, and you're going to learn a lot again today from Tate Seymour. Speak to how you all uh, manage your manager. Talked about the key metrics, some of the KPIs you'll go over, but let's dive into that a little bit because I feel like it's crucial. Sure. It comes down to just lots and lots of contact and encouraging lots of contact from them. And that's done really through this KPI tracker that we use that they're responsible for. And they, they sign, they, they put their signatures on it and it tracks really the level of performance of the property. And so another thing that we are implementing, Whitney, I think is brilliant is I got this from David Tupin is asset management plan. And that's going to be a very detailed multi-page document that we develop at the beginning of the project. That's going to basically outline everything that we're going to be doing in the way of a business plan, implementation, strategy, target brands, target vacancies, you know, any CapEx, any value add, all of that's going to be in this asset management plan. And everybody's going to get a copy of it and everybody's going to sign it. Everybody, I mean, the property managers, the on-site managers, the construction managers, anybody involved in that plan is going to get a copy of this and they're going to be accountable for it. And then weekly meetings, you know, you just can't, again, replace FaceTime, which we do Zoom meetings and market visits. You know, we go there frequently. We give lots of gifts and send flowers when babies are born. And we just try to care at a personal level about who we're working with. Yeah, Tay, you know, one big thing there that stood out to me too that you mentioned, uh, even towards the I mean, all those things were so great. I mean, the KPI tracker, I mean, tracking the level of performance for the properties, the asset management plan. I thought that's a great idea. What I love is that everyone signs that. That means everyone has read it. Everyone's seen that, right? That's so crucial because I think then it provides a great space for them to ask questions, right? Maybe they're the on-site manager and they're like, wait a minute, you expect me to do this? And it allows you to have that conversation, right? Uh, maybe what you do expect instead of two months into the process, right? I love that idea. And something else though you mentioned, just caring about people, right? You talked about giving gifts when babies are born or whatnot. And, and I just wanted to express like, that goes so far, right? And I'm learning that, I've, I've known that, and we're trying to implement that even across our team, uh, you know, at LifeRidge Capital, but then the management company as well. And, and uh, I mean, it's it's been really neat to see that just loyalty happen, right? Even our Filipino team, there's things that we do there that it's like sometimes to us can seem so small, right? But man, that small gesture uh, just builds so much team atmosphere, right? You know, the, and, and just loyalty, right? That, that you just can't put a price on. Uh, is there any other ways that you all have kind of stood out in, in that regard? In the asset management regard? Right, asset management, yeah, and just property performance and yeah, all that. Yeah, I would say, well, this isn't an area where we stood out, but an area that we're really focused on right now is investor communications and investor relations. And I know that that's a little diversion from asset management, but- No, it's good though. Go ahead. We're just getting really diligent and big on communicating with investors about what's going on at the properties. The good, the bad, the ugly. And that's something that we feel like our investors are, are are owed that our investors want. And yeah, at the end of the day, the investors really more than anything want to know what's going on. They don't necessarily, if, if it's bad news, 
it's bad news. Give it to them. And however, it's much worse to withhold that bad news from the investor than it is to communicate with them. And I think if anything, sometimes sharing bad news actually builds trust because it shows that you're being in integrity with your word and you're being authentic with your word. And uh, you're providing really, you know, like high level data for the investor to understand their investment and understand what you're doing and to make that a successful investment. Again, not asset management, but when you bring on investors and you have a database of investors that are active and investing with you, like that's your lifeblood. They're going to likely invest with you again if you do a good job and they're going to refer people if you do a good job. So we have a kind of a, a motto around here. It's it, uh, residents and investors first. Like everything we do, uh, every decision we make is made with well-being and, and success of our investors and our residents in mind. Yeah, love that thought. They're your clientele, both sides there, right? Your residents and your investors, man, they're your customers on both sides of this process of syndication. They're operating these deals, uh, to say the least, they are. You talked about focusing on investor relations communications, so important. Uh, and, and I mean, it's something we have just continually tried to improve on, right? I mean, it's just this growing thing. I feel like, what else can we put in there? What, you know, how do we explain this better so it's better understood or all those things? Like maybe walk through that a little bit of, maybe your process of coming up with what to put in there. I know you said the good, the bad, the ugly, but what does, you know, on a, on a, let's say, um, you know, how often do you send that out? And then during that time frame, you know, how do you come up with that information? Yeah, it's funny you ask. We're actually working on it this morning. We're basically, we send out quarterly property newsletters and we send out monthly company newsletters. And the company newsletters very well may feature stuff that's going on at our current properties. Uh, it'll feature other things too, like what we're what we're working on in the pipe, kind of how we're serving, how you know all the all the different aspects of the company. But the quarterly newsletter gets down to brass tacks with metrics, stats, business plan, strategy, capex. You know, we'll do fun things like feature one of our personnel, like our on-site manager. We'll do a little headshot bio, what she does for fun, kind of thing, or he. And so, yeah, it's really a chance to communicate with investors at a level that is, you know, it's obviously deal level, but we try to give them as intimate a look into the process as possible. Um, one thing we've considered doing, I'd, I'd be curious, Whitney, if you've tried this, is, is actually doing a either a quarterly or a monthly webinar on each property you currently own for investors that might want to show up. Have you, have you ever done anything like that? It's interesting that you ask that. Like I said, we're always looking for ways to improve also. So actually, I, I think this month, uh, I think is our first month doing this, uh, but we're actually putting a, not so much a webinar, but at least like a video update. Uh, and so there'll be our typical update. We're writing everything, you know, that we typically would, uh, including those things. However, somebody on the team that's, you know, intimately involved with this project, uh, it's going to share a few minutes, you know, the details that we wrote there, right? And so, because uh, oftentimes we can say things in communication, like talking, where it's hard to put that down on paper, where maybe it's, it's understood or understood as easily, right? And so, uh, so we're hoping that just, you know, even if it's just a few minutes, uh, that it helps just to communicate better about the project, the performance, the team, all those things that are happening on a monthly basis. And so we're going to try that anyway and see what kind of response we get. We're hoping that it, it provides just better communication. I love the video idea. That's tremendous. 
So, and then it's not having to schedule a webinar where investors have to be there at a certain time. And you can do a webinar and record it. Obviously, they can watch it at any time too. But, you know, we saw something that's shorter. They're probably, they're more likely to take the time to listen to, you know, as well. And, you know, instead of, unless, you know, it's a really long webinar. But telling me the, the difference in your, uh, I, I thought it's interesting, like you do a quarterly property newsletter, then you do a monthly company newsletter. What's the difference? Yeah, the company newsletter is really just kind of, it goes to everybody, right? It goes to our entire database and is not project specific. We, we will feature our projects and our new acquisitions and our new opportunities. And if we're raising for something and, but it'll kind of go broader too. It'll go to like what's going on in the podcast that I host and maybe speaking engagements that either Chelsea or I have done and just kind of featuring different aspects of like a kind of a holistic approach to sharing about the company as opposed to being very specific with the quarterly uh, property newsletters. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's so important that we're communicating. And one something we, we've not done as well on too is, is communicating those things about the company uh, to investors. We do a, a monthly property update, but we don't, we have not always included things about the company and company growth, which hopefully is exciting to them, right? And even shows more confidence in us, I hope, uh, you know, that we're growing and hiring amazing people and growing this amazing team, all those things. But we've not always communicated that well. So I love how you're, you know, you're focusing on that. I, I, I even on a, a little bit of that, you know, you mentioned a minute ago, was you feature someone in your property update, right? That's on site. I love that. You know, honoring that person too, that's on site, that's that's putting the time in, working hard, whatever happened, you know, that you're featuring them as well. That's unique. I've not seen that done before. or heard anybody talk about that. So I think I'll be honest with you. I came up with that idea this morning as we were putting the newsletter together. Like that's literally brand new as of this morning. <laughs> well, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think that will show gain a lot of loyalty, you know, from team members on side as well. I hope anyway, you know, I think it will. Well, anything else around uh, investor relations that you'd like to share that that could help us improve ours too? Yeah. Um, well, like I was saying earlier, our company really became good at getting deals and acquiring deals first kind of early on. And as we needed to raise capital, uh, a lot of times it was friends and family and, and that sort of thing. And then of course, those resources run out as you get bigger and bigger and into bigger deals. So I don't know that we've done anything particularly innovative or, or different than any, anybody else. You, you know, we've done, we, we do webinars on our property opportunities, our investment opportunities, and uh, we send out email blast to our uh, to our database. We typically do 506C deals so we can advertise them and, and blast them out. You know, one interesting thing, uh, Whitney, just to give a shout out to some friends of mine, they, uh, Cornelius and uh, Valerie Cannon started a, a Thursday night meetup group called The Shark Pool. And they actually present deals, people's opportunities on uh, like live opportunities on the show and, and a lot of LPs and, and capital raisers and whatnot will show up and shop the deal. To me, it's very unique format. It's a unique opportunity. Uh, we've attracted investors that are now in multiple deals with us uh, through Shark Tank. Uh, one gentleman in particular who's 
been a co-GP with us actually, and is just a fantastic person. That's, you know, you're kind of growing your network and your investor base, however you can. And you know, another thing that's been really good for us is online meetups. There's a number of weekly meetups that are very uh, well attended and high level and bring high level people. And a lot of times deals get done inside of those breakout rooms and those networking groups. So it's really kind of, again, a holistic approach. You want to kind of have everything going at once with investor relations and raising capital. It's a big responsibility. There's a lot that you need to make sure happens and, and a lot of uh, deadlines that need to be met and a lot of really key communications that have to be made or you're dropping the ball. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I got a, some final questions that I want to ask you, Tate. And I want to know your thoughts on you know, obviously the real estate market, you know, what's happening a little bit or, or what you've learned, but but also how you're prepared for it. Okay, what, what do you expect over the next six to 12 months and how are you prepared for it? What, and what maybe what's changed in your operations because of it, if anything? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think what we feel is going to happen. And, and again, we, I don't have a crystal ball. And even my friend, Neil Bawa doesn't have a crystal ball, even though he is often accurate and, and is kind of specializes in projecting and in market knowledge and in, in macro knowledge as well of economic factors and and the housing market and multifamily specifically. I would say that I think we're probably uh, headed towards either a recession or a light recession or or certainly a slowdown in the economy, which I guess is technically a recession. And I think what's going to happen with multifamily is to much less of an extent than other asset classes like office and retail and restaurants and, and industrial. I think we are going to see some cap rate decompression in the market due to higher interest rates that at the end of this year could be somewhat significantly higher than even where they are now. However, for us, you know, we're believers that fortunes get made in recessions and in economic downturns. And we feel like, number one, we were buyers now before any sort of significant change in, in, in housing value, because we feel that if we've got a four point I think 625 interest rate on our current acquisition that we're working on. And that's pretty dang good. Like, I think not lucky, but it was fortunate that our lender dug as deep as he did to find it. But we feel comfortable. It's it's five years fixed and it's two years interest only. And we feel comfortable knowing that the current rents pay for that debt service. The debt service ratio is good. And we feel again that the rent level in most recessions doesn't typically go down very much, if at all. And in this particular asset, it's a class A asset in a highly desirable downtown Columbus neighborhood, very walkable. It's surrounded by million and a half dollar homes and townhomes. We feel like the rents are going to support the debt service and the bills and the uh, investor base very well through whatever we end up going through. You know, and it's kind of like if your property's like, going along at, let's see, at this clip at a nice steady flat clip and it's paying bills and, and maybe you're even raising the NOI a little bit, but the value of the property due to the market cap rates goes down significantly. We feel like whatever happens in the short term on the downturn will eventually rebound. And we feel like a five-year period hopefully covers the amount of time that it'll take for the, the market to come back and therefore the property value to come back. And if it doesn't, we'll hold longer. You know, we're, we're so a few things, be prepared to hold a property for five plus years, do it with fixed rate, low interest debt, the lowest you can find, and just make sure 
that your ducks are in a row, you know, like that your underwriting's conservative, your exit caps conservative, your your rent growth's conservative. If you're doing all those things and you you still can make a deal work and pencil in this environment, I'm a believer in in continuing to be purchasers. Now, I had uh, Sterling White on my podcast yesterday, and he's putting his pencil down right now, and that's totally understandable. He's selling some of his stuff, and he's waiting. He's going to wait for the next cycle turn, and and I get that, like. There's a lot of different ways to skin the cat. And since none of us can tell the future, we ultimately can't know for 100% if, if we're right about our strategy or, or if we're off. And I have a lot of faith in general about life. And I have uh, a lot of optimism. I'm kind of a wired optimist, I think. So I just believe that if you're doing the fundamentals well, that it'll work out. Yeah, I appreciate just all the detail that you added there as well. I've I feel like, yeah, if you, if you feel like you should put your pencil down, then then do that, right? But man, you got you do as much due diligence as possible. I think every deal is this the way we do as much as possible. We make the best judgments we possibly can. That does not mean it's going to go as planned, right? Most of these projects never do go completely as planned, and that's expected as well. But you have to make your best judgment call and move forward, you know, and, and make a decision, right? And and we're going to do that the best we possibly can. And we learn, we do better and better and better. Uh, and like I said, and I heard a lot of people say that in, in 2016, 2017 even, right? You are not buying any real estate. We don't want any real estate because it's the market's fixing the crash, right? And and that's just a, a great point that, man, if they'd have been buying then, they'd have made many millions over the last, you know, two or three years, you know, so or five years. You know, think think about that. It, it, this may be the time too that there's a massive recession. So, oh, I appreciate that. Uh, what about, what's your best source for meeting new investors right now? I'll be honest with you. We are sourcing larger sources of equity right now. Our current capital raise on our one deal is just under 14 million. And we don't have the ability as a sponsorship team to go out and raise all of that. So we are talking to uh, family office type sources all the time. We have met and nurtured relationships with essentially family office institutional money type brokers that go out and have dozens, if not hundreds of relationships with different family offices and different institutional sources. And can place equity uh, with us based on whether or not it's a good fit and that sort of thing. So I'm having conversations every day with that type of investor, type of equity source. And then as far as our LP equity sources, you know, our $50,000, $100,000 investors, a couple places, we're getting uh, referrals from current investors and we're gaining some investors through exposure to our podcast, my podcast called The Apartment Gurus. So we attract people that way, a little like one-off things, like I'm a, the keynote speaker tonight at the Salt Lake Real Estate Investor Association. People see me through that and they learn what we're up to through that. So it's pretty organic, honestly, with me, it's something that, again, I go back to this concept of holism, right? Like it's not just one strategy or two strategies that you're doing to attract investors. It's everything. It's kind of a part of all the things you're doing. And you're always thinking along those lines is how can we serve these people, whether they're currently investing or not, how can we serve them? I like how you talked about just the accumulation of all these things you're doing, because uh, it is, it's so many things, so many as aspects of the business that, you know, getting in front of investors to really showing you care about them to showing that, hey, you're trustworthy, all these things that take different moving parts almost uh, within the business. And so grateful for just you shedding some light to that. But but one thing 
too. You know, it goes back to you taking massive action as well. Because what, what I heard you say there too is like one of the deals you raise for or raising for is like there's $14 million raise. Uh, whether you're able to raise all that or not, most people that say you've only, you know, you've been acquiring deals for 18 months are not going to be even looking at a project where you're going to have to bring in that kind of capital, right? And so kudos to you, uh, you know, for being willing to take that kind of action. And that goes back to the partnership discussion that we talked about, meeting the right people, connecting them with the right people, you know, all those things, man, that go into having confidence, even though, even the mastermind, right? And the, and the coaching, all that stuff to being able to go into a deal, you know, at this stage and say, hey, we can find four. $14 million. We have those partnerships. We've taken the time it takes to build those relationships, right? We can go do that. Uh, so I just think congratulations to you for, for making that happen. And uh, quickly, what would you say is the number one thing that's contributed to your success? And not to get like spiritual on this, but I think I have a lot of, I, I feel very blessed, honestly. And I feel like the universe or God or your angels or however you want to look at it, show up for you when you show up for yourself. So I think that the hard work and massive actions steps and everything that I've taken and the partnerships and, and the conferences and the podcasts and all those things that I've done to show up in this space as powerfully as I can has been met with really like abundance from the spiritual realm. And again, like uh, however you look at that, right. However it works for you, but you know, I again not to get too airy fairy here, but I, I believe I have angels. I talk to them and I sometimes ask them for, for help here and there, but most of the time it's thank you. You know, it's like, it's gratitude. And so, let's maybe reduce it down to that, Whitney. I think a grateful heart is an attractive heart. If you believe in the law of attraction and that sort of thing, I think if you have gratitude in your heart and your mind that you're just going to attract more of what you're, you're grateful for. So um, that, and just great partners like Chelsea and Carl are, are key and fantastic in my life. Great investors, great power team. So I just feel really lucky. I'm getting a little emotional, but I feel really lucky. <laughs> Tell us how you like to give back. Yeah. So one of the things that I've done now for about the last year is on my podcast, I'll give out our website address, which has a, the ability to book an appointment with me. And I take a little different bent on it. I, I'm not trying to book investor calls at all. I'm, in fact, I'm really aiming it more towards operators that either haven't done their first deal yet, or maybe have done a, a deal or two and, and are kind of looking to level up. I just basically offer, you know, a free 20 minute to 30 minute consultation service or session rather that is designed to move them to the next level. And I think they can be really, really powerful. So try to give back as much as I can to the investor community and, and really try to transform and change lives and different and, and investors like me, like where I was two years ago. There are a number of other things I do in life and charities I give to, et cetera. But I think within the realm of this discussion, like that's the most important thing I've, I've been doing. Tate, it's been a pleasure to meet you and have you on the show. We've had a, I've enjoyed the conversation. I think we've had a great conversation and really in talking through, thinking through how you went from zero to 50 million in assets under management, I mean, in 18 months uh, or, or less. And, uh, but really the time and the steps taken even before that, right, to make that happen are so crucial. Uh, you know, some of the most important steps that you took, but even the the team and the structure of the team and the scaling, uh, even to the, the property management stuff, I feel like you really hammered home on some things there. And I actually, I meant to mention even the, the mastermind and the coaching, the, the value of those things to investor relations, to, you know, the KPI tracker, to asset management plan. I mean, you really helped us a lot today, I feel like. Uh, and the listeners. I appreciate your transparency, your time. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yeah, no problem. I just first again, Whitney, like 
just a complete honor to get to share this time with you and share with your listeners. And it's humbling to think that I've even done enough to have a level of experience that's helpful to people, but I get that it is. And so I feel very blessed and, and thank you. Best way to get in touch with me is through our website, which is investwithgreenlight.com. And again, there's a link to book an appointment with me. That's no strings attached. We brainstorm your business and your career and you know what can help you get to the next level. So I'd love to hear from people really from any source. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.